Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of Scandal Panel. Are you ready to handle the scandal? Nice. All right. So good to see everyone back again after a week's long break. Uh, after the last time we actually did our reviews for Shang-Chi. If you have not watched it, please feel free to go back to the links and down below. And then you can actually catch our reviews of Shang-Chi. And we have a lot of things to say about that. So we really hope that you can actually uh, leave your thoughts and comments about that. So this week's topic, we're going to touch about um, 9-11. So apparently, you know, uh, today's date, even though it's recorded a day after September 11, but still technically in US right now, it's still 11th of September. So it's a 20th anniversary of September 11 attack. As you can see that uh, we are wearing red today. So it's our own way of commemorating for those who gave up their lives, especially the firemen and the police out there. And uh, so let's share your thoughts. Basically, like, you know, um, what exactly were you guys doing during the time during 9-11? Let's start with myself, all right? Um, when I was actually teaching part-time, I was at a tuition center and I was at a kids and then straight before I knew it, right, I received a, a tinkle on my, on my phone and I realized that this, somebody's telling me saying that uh, the Twin Towers has been under attack. And I thought that this must be some kind of a joke, you know, and I kind of bypassed it and just brushed it off. Until I went home itself, I saw my parents actually had a TV on and trust me, I thought when I saw the Twin Towers was burning, um, in my horror, I really thought there was some kind of special effects for a Lethal Weapon movie. But actually, it turns out it is to be true. So it was kind of scary inside for me. So I don't know about how do, how do you guys feel? Let's start with Stephen. Well, I, I felt that when it happened, I just couldn't believe it, you know. It, it, it just it sounded like something that came out of an action movie, right? It didn't sound like it could be real life, but it is real life. At the time, I was actually doing my BMT. So, so uh, I was in the army and uh, I, was, I was sick that day, actually. So I didn't have to go out to train, but I was kind of like, uh, uh, you know, like doing service stuff. And so, and so I was in the office and therefore I have access to news. You know, everyone else was out in the fields training. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, yeah, well, and we heard the news. Uh, someone had a TV. Uh, there was a TV in the office, I think. I, I can't remember, but uh, but but so something along those lines. We we saw we saw videos of uh, what happened of of the plane crashing into the towers, and I do have relatives that live in New York. Uh, and, yeah, and uh, they they live there, and they still live there now. Uh, so that was something that we were concerned about. Thankfully, uh, they lived in Queens, and no one was in the city center at that time. Yeah, so uh, so thankfully they were they made it out safe. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, actually, actually, my cousin also was staying there at the time. He was doing some, he was actually was based in, in New York, working for some some uh, bank company or something like that. So that was only like a few couple of years, and he was happens to be there when it happened. So he did kind of relate. You know, it was quite traumatic because of the airport was shut down, so he couldn't even fly back home. So it was a bit. You know, I can imagine that the tension it was quite intense. I could I could actually feel that how 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 tense is for the people who are living there as well. What about you, Jonathan? How what what were you doing during that time when it happened? I was working. I was working as a part-time journalist at that time. So mm. yeah, but I was covering entertainment news. But I knew that my colleagues were all covering the very traumatic incidents, and it it, it just didn't seem real. Mm. And it made it made terrorism very very real. 
yeah after that it was like um it could happen to you so because everyone is like really concerned about it and apparently i think it's that because of that right so many people have a fear of flying yeah i even have like uh colleagues and even friends kind of like having this phobia of flying whether they are crew or they're just passengers traveling because you know through this whole thing it's actually you know brought the whole entire world to a standstill which is really quite a terrible thing that's right that's right yeah the the, the airport and airline industry was forever changed at that time right? uh, after that time right even till now yeah yeah How about you Ernest? what what were you doing at the time all right the strange thing about this whole thing is I was actually living in Manhattan when it happened. Oh my and gosh, you were yeah, there. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so first of all, um, every morning, morning ritual, I would have the TV on, white noise, you know, and have my breakfast. <clears throat> and I was having my breakfast, this thing would go on. And you know, I was doing Broadway and all that. And I was like... Wow, this is a very nice movie, huh? And then they're showing trailers all the time. Wow, they must be spending a lot of money on advertising, you know? Because, you know, at that time, it was the, um, the you know, like Blair Witch, the video, you know, home, homemade video. I said, wow, this movie is about, you know, the, the all, you know how they, they're going to do it like a home, home video thing. And then, you know, living in Manhattan, New York, I was at 180 Street, First Washington Heights, that area. It was so common to hear um, ambulances, fire station, fire engine, yeah. you know, it's normal. Then I was like, oh, I said, wow, something happened, no? And then when it hit me, I just felt numb. And what happened was I striped contacting friends and the phone was dead mm. we couldn't contact anyone and, and i swear i sat down in the corner and just cried for at least one hour okay wow. and the thing is that i was also there when tower b had a bomb scare mm. few months ago so again it was so weird and like all of you said it changed flying, right? So mm. I remember when I was trying to come back to Singapore, you know, normally in a place where there's winter, you don't really put warm jacket because you know you're going to be dropped and then you're going to a heated room, which is the airport terminals. But for that year, it was very different where because of security check, we had to actually wait in the snow winter before going in. So a lot of people were not used to, hey, we're going to wear our winter jackets just to be security checked inside. And that was the time when I remember also, people were very fed up because they were asked as the time went by, there was a lady in front of me um, who was asked to take off her winter boots and she got angry and she took it up and threw it at the guy. And I said, please don't ever show your temper to these people. And true enough, she was brought into a room. You know, it was very inconvenient. There was a lot of inconvenience for a lot of us, you know, from, from how they check your bags. And the worst thing is the, um, the water thing. Yeah. Now, don't know 
you cannot bring water or something like that. Oh yeah, you can't bring liquids. You can't bring liquids. Uh, can't bring liquids. And, and and then I, the the shoe thing because they can pack things in the shoe. Yes, yes. Do you remember it, it, that because of that incident, right? It actually brought the whole airport security to another whole new level of yeah. uh, inconvenience, especially like you know back then. You know, um, so you're not even allowed to bring any form of sharp objects, where yeah. like scissors, nail clippers. Can you imagine? I had went through such thorough um back search, right? They uh, even confiscate my nail clippers. I say, are you yeah. freaking kidding me? Like, since yeah. when nail clippers are considered a weapon, yeah. I can yeah. understand about nail files. I can understand about maybe little small manicure scissors, but. Like nail clippers? Are you kidding me? Like yeah. you know, the so I think that somehow the security got such an extent whereby they got too paranoid, or they just kind of like ah, oh, like anything that's sharp is you know is considered. So they they have to be like a literally like a police to everybody. So imagine we all have to remove our shoes. Mm-hmm. We all have to do this. We have to take off our belts. This practice has been carrying on to this day after twenty years. Could you imagine that? So. So at that time, every time when I travel to US, right, it becomes a norm for me. It's like straight away before I go into the check-in counter, I have to remove my shoes, I have to remove my belt, I have to remove my watch, I have to remove my stuff from my pocket, and then everything. And once you go inside the so-called the X-ray, you have to lift up your arms like this. So they want to see. And many times I got metal detected. So and I'm like beep beep beep, and I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? And then they actually told me said that, do you have a piercing on your mm. body? And I'm like, I would not say where it is. So <laughs> yeah, I will just keep it that way. So yeah, like, this it, is such a this is such a way it is. Yeah. It, that, that, that's that's the question that will be on every listener's lips now, right? <laughs> I, I tell I tell you if we hit 100 subscribers, maybe AJ can offer oh, that reveal answer. his piercing. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. And then I think this channel will get demonetized, or probably will probably get a strike for that. <laughs> <laughs> if I do that. Just well, maybe I should not my only fans count. Oh, yeah, my only fans account. No, Steven. We're not telling you to show it to us, but if you want to, yeah, sure, yeah, well, yeah, I can yeah. set it up for you. <laughs> oh, you get okay. You can subscribe to our Patreon, so <laughs> Patreon, <laughs> Patreon members will get full access. <laughs> and what okay, do uh, one hundred subscribers fan get AJ. Uh, what? What will <laughs> only fan members get? Oh, more than that, honey. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> Definitely goes into my it goes to my bank account for sure. Okay, all right. Kidding aside, anyway, this is just let all our American uh, friends out there who are watching this. I mean, our thoughts are with you. So let's all keep in moments that we should stay safe at all costs, and you know, travel wisely, and also please be kind to one another. All right. So now moving on to the next topic, we're definitely gonna hand it over to Ernest as your moment. So okay, take it away. All right, so it's the Know Your Scandals department now. Okay, today's question is, describe your fantasy home. Mm. All right, shall we start with Stephen? <laughs> so uh, I have a four-room HDB flat at Amokyo. It's one of those old Brazil flats. So it's very spacious, which I love. The kitchen is enormous. So I suggested doing the dream home topic because you know well uh, AJ is is in the in the process of 
acquiring one, right? Uh, when I bought my home, actually, I left a lot of it to my mom to put it together, you know, because, because I was very busy with my singing teaching career. At that time, I had classes in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evenings. That, and so I just told my mom, just, I mean, you know better, you do whatever you want with it, you know. Uh, she did consult my opinions on some things, like some like the colors of the cabinet. I wanted to have a chandelier in the middle of the living room. Being the theater queen that I that I am, I imagine like a big hanging chandelier of the of the ceiling. But then this is an HDB flat. The ceiling is just not tall enough to have a hanging chandelier. So she got a nice tasteful one that's square shaped and it's about this thick. So it is it is uh, hanging very nicely in my in my living room right now. I have enough space to move around and and it 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 still brings that touch of glamour that I love so much. Of course, small space is always lovely. I think maybe a place with a garden. Of course, landed property is so expensive here, right? I've never been one with a green thumb. You know? Also, potted plants don't really do it for me. But I think a garden where I can grow you know, vegetables that I eat myself would be lovely too. Yeah. So that's my dream home. Yeah. Thank you. So, um, but, how about Jonathan? Let's let's go to Jonathan now. Uh, uh, mine's very simple. I mean, you know, I'm John the SG Yellow Fellow. So, of course, my room has to be yellow. <laughs> Do you want your house yellow? I want my house to be yellow. Okay, come, let me show you. It's like a honeycomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a beehive. Yes. All right. Hmm. Oh, my, oh my God. It's what I like my room to look like. Oh, yes. Yeah. I guess it's very All easy. We know what we get like for that. John's birthday. <laughs> It's so easy to get what Johnson's birthday. Anything yellow, she'll be very Yeah, happy. yeah. <laughs> Anything else? Any special things for your fantasy home? What's your fantasy home? I like to have a movie room. Because oh. I love movies. Yeah, so I would deck it out like one of those like private cinemas kind of thing. That would be like a, a dream come true, I think. Yeah, and then I have loads of uh, uh, like all my DVDs and everything. So yeah, so that's that's a fantasy. Okay. So it's either movie room and all that. Movie room, yellow themed, you know, that's essentially my 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 dream home. Yeah, well, no, knowing the knowing that you are such a big movie buff, I think that room will be very well utilized, right? And then, of course, we can come over anytime to watch oh, movies to review for our show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. How about AJ? AJ? All right. So, for myself, right, I think uh, my ideal home is probably something to look like this, as what you saw in the background. Yeah, so I always like the color of uh, a bit of teal mixed with white. So, um... In regardless of whether it's like a private condo or it's like an apartment itself, um, I kind of feel that those colors actually gives me a very nice white space feeling. As currently is my bedroom right now, I do have like blue and white painted on my walls. Mm. So the same thing as well, um, I guess the news as such, I think Stephen has already mentioned it, is like, you know, I'm planning to get my own place, so wish me all the best. And uh, hopefully I can find the ideal house I'm looking for. And also, um, there are a couple of uh, apartments that I've actually looked at, like some I like... Um, two rooms and some are three rooms but uh, unfortunately I'm not able to afford a four room like Steven does but um, we shall see how it goes because um, my thought is that I probably might want to get a three room flat but that comes with a utility room so this is something that um, I'm 
planning to buy a resale flat. So in case of what resale flat, for those of you who do not know what it means, right? It's like in basically our housing um, development in Singapore, such as like, you know, uh, the government actually built an extra room in all um, HDB flats, basically an extra room and a kitchen so that it kind of like used as an office or a study or kind of like a storeroom. I noticed that most HDB's apartments are a lot bigger than the condos itself. So unless you are looking for a four-room or a five-room condo, executive condos, right, then we should be a very expensive, very, very expensive. But till now, it's like, you know, I'm just happy to have a three-room and hopefully we'll make use of this as a good investment before I decided to want to move in and stay there, you know, for for good so this is something this is just my plan for now yeah okay well all the best on your home yeah. buying journey yeah I'll definitely once it's ready i will yeah. definitely would do a review i'll definitely show you guys a view of my house once i get it and i was being advised by friends right they're telling me saying that uh it's especially during this pandemic time during covid situation it's a very good idea for you to get those um resale that are already fully renovated which means that you do not have to spend any more money than having to retile your whole entire toilets your kitchen cabinet whatsoever <laughs> the prices has gone up so much so you would rather want to save money on renovation and just spend it more on getting the apartment desired so yeah. that's what happened to me uh when i got my resale flat mm -hmm. i was very lucky that the previous owner did a very good job with the renovation and the maintenance of the house mm -hmm. and because i i was on a budget so when I, when they sold the house to me and because when they moved out it was a mature estate so they wanted to get everything new, new TV, new fridge, everything new. Wow. So they said they didn't want to, they said they said they're going to throw away everything anyway. So they asked me, would I just want to pay a small price? And they'll leave everything, the bed, the fridge, the washing machine, everything. And, wow. and I said, how much are you asking for? Is it like 200 bucks? So I was like, wow. Okay. What? Yeah, so God, that's such a good deal for two hundred dollars. Okay, two hundred dollars. Yeah, so wow. I, didn't, I didn't need to get a, I didn't need to get a bed. I didn't need to get a washing machine. Everything was there. Even all okay. the fans, they, 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 they didn't want to. They, 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 basically they want everything new. So new plates, new pots, everything. So I got everything for two hundred bucks. Damn. <laughs> okay, before we go to Ernest, right, I need to ask you guys something, okay? So here is the situation. So yesterday, I viewed three places, yep. and among these two, I actually like. Mm. Here's the thing. The first place that I look is actually kind of huge. It's about, it's actually quite huge, and they do not have a storeroom because the, the owner, the current owner hacked the storeroom and actually joined the two bedrooms together so it looks it looks very spacious and it has a utility room however it's like the furnishing it seems quite okay but it just probably might need to redo the whole entire kitchen cabinet okay. um, which is like probably going to cost about at least like maybe eight to ten k roughly there the flooring is perfect because it's the it's the marble that i wanted that it's easily you know moppable so that it, you know i wouldn't like tiles i prefer marble floor because it's easy to clean it's easy to maintain especially in our humid weather and then on the other one the second one actually it's much nicer it's owned by a family of four mm -hmm. but it's so much prettier the master room it's so well done the Toilets are very nicely tiled. They've only been staying there for less than 10 years. They're going to move up because they're moving to another place in Bidot Central. So I'm just a bit torn right now. But the only issue is that 
it's located a little bit further away from my parents. But at the meantime, it's like, it doesn't have a utility room. So I don't know what to do. So should I take the one with utility room but without storeroom? Or should I take the one with storeroom but without the utility room? Can I ask, is this the first viewing for both places? First viewing for both places. Okay, yeah. go yes. for another viewing but yes. a different timing. Because generally, uh, when you do a viewing, they would usually pick a very conducive time where everything seems to be perfect. So pick yes. a different timing and a second viewing and go in with different eyes. Because yeah. last time I went for house building, yes, and uh, the first time I went, everything seems to be perfect at this one place. Okay. Then when I went a second time at a different time, I went in the daytime. The first time I went at night. So the first time, so at first time everything seems perfect. Second time I went in the day, I could hear the noise in the environment. And then because it was daytime, everything was bright. So I yeah. could see all the thoughts over there. So don't, don't, don't just base it on one viewing. Base it right. on two or yeah. even more viewings. Right. So that, right. that way you actually can see all the thoughts if there's any. Sure. Yeah. All right. Thanks for sharing. I appreciate just, it. Yeah. Don't just go for one viewing of some places go for multiple places and then make the choice from there. All right, so mm. now we head over to Ernest. So oh, okay. So, but on that point about um finding a place with which is nicely renovated at all, mm. you know, I, I I did that when um I was looking for my place. And number one is they better renovate to your taste mm. because I remember I went to this place and it was brand newly renovated. But he had ugly dolphin tiles on the wall. And he was so proud. He said, you know what? I'm selling it. So I'm, I, I just purposely put this beautiful dolphin thing. And I was like, you know, pretend to smile. So again, it better be to your taste because everyone has different tastes. Okay. Then number two. There was one occasion where my friend also got this place, which is very beautifully renovated, mm. you know. And being the inquisitive person I am, I asked, hmm, if it's so beautiful and nice, why are they selling it? And then he found out six months later is because the couple that was there, this is their new home, the couple uh, got married, but the day before the wedding, the mother died on the bed oh. in the room. And that's why it's beautiful, untouched, and they want to sell it. Oh my God. So you see, you sometimes wonder, hey, why are you selling this beautiful place? Have you asked that? Actually, I, to be I honest, I really don't mind. No. Yeah, if, it's yeah. Actually, if you right, don't mind, it's fine. If oh, it's fine, it's no nice. Yeah. I, I, I have two more tips, okay? Okay, because uh, previously when my parents bought their resale flat, they came and see it, I think, only a few times. Mm. And it was always at a certain time. Mm. So I, I don't know why the, the agent was very smart, you know? It's always at a certain time. Later, when we moved into the flat, right, we realized that the house tenant actually owed loan sharks lots of money. And then we, oh, we, we were the victim of loan shark for a very long time. They, they came God. and locked our doors. My, my brother was having his exams at the time. They locked us in. 
And lucky they didn't smoke us or anything like that. But but that's one thing to take note. And another thing is that, like Ernest said, there's sometimes a reason why places are very pretty. I went to one house viewing where the entire house was so pristinely done. And then we opened one bedroom and that bedroom was filled with like idols of all kinds. It was like give give my give me all the chills you know? it was like the medium <laughs> yeah so seriously you know you must question also why are you selling this yeah. at least no if you don't mind fine at least no you know what i mean no, but the, yeah the first place that i actually been to right they were very honest with me because um they were saying that you know um the both the parents have really passed away so basically that the estate is actually now left to the children to actually mm-hmm. sell it away so when i went to the master room right that place actually reminds me of my you know my grandma you know like a like a nursing bed yeah, and like a, yeah it's like totally giving me you know uh reminisce moments because my you know i remember how my grandma you know uh, she passed away last year so that's exactly how the place is. But to me, I felt that there was a spirit of, um, I felt a sense of peace because to me, it's like, you know, if unless those people who are a bit more superstitious and kind of stuff, you know, they can always like send someone to pray over it or something like that. For me, it's like, I, I have no issues with it. As long as I can just like, you know, pray a blessing over it. And I think it should be fine. And I, I think, um, I might, sometimes I might need to get someone who is very good in feng shui uh, to come view it because maybe, this person maybe have more experience than me. I don't know. So no, but also yeah. you know, with anything like mm. just if you're going to a new company for an interview and trust your gut. Yeah. So, but it's more a feeling. Yeah. Like, when you go in, it's a feeling because being from an uh, interior background, to me, yeah. I like a dunyak. Like you don't know my taste, give me a chance to do it up. If yeah. you if you acknowledge it's so ugly, sell it to me cheap, and I'll do it up. You see? So it's yeah, a different yeah, attitude yeah. towards it. Okay, okay. My fa- my yeah. fantasy home, basically, uh, very interesting. A lot of people want... My fantasy home is, number one, I'm a neat freak, so cannot be too big, easy to clean. Hmm. Cleaning is very important. When I look for yes. fixtures, lights, and all that, uh, easy yes. to change bulb, you know, because I've ever had this beautiful art deco bulb. I tell you, when the bulb uh, blew up, uh, we were figuring how to change it. It was so difficult. Do not screw here, screw that. Okay, so now I have a beautiful bowl. Oh, okay, easy. And then cleaning is one thing. But also, being a horror fan, like Jonathan, <laughs> uh, please, no far away place where if you scream, if a murderer chase you, your neighbor is 10 miles away. No, 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 no. Like no Sengkang, no Pongo. Uh. No, no, no. 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 All those bungalows in, um, because when I do interior, I go to all those bungalows, you know, in, in certain water estate, Bukit Timah, right? Yeah. All the alleys. I've ever been lost in a house mm-hmm. before, no? Dyson Road. I remember near the Novena mm-hmm. there. I actually went and I got lost. Where the road is, is by some um, some uh, housing mogul. Uh. Anyway, so all those type of, you twist, turn, forget it. I want it simple, beautiful, uh, probably in a condo. Or, but one thing uh, I realized from the years, one thing I like about HDB is that um, 
now our town council is very on the wall because I've met beautiful um, condos, but it depends on your management and not all condo managements are good. Yep. Seriously, yep. HDB now, uh, you just say, you know what, you better get this done or else social media, bah, 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 they come. When I, was, when I just got back, uh, I was mm. surprised because I had to do some changes, you know, there were some cracks. Uh. Once I called town council, uh, email the next day, two days later, someone, a representative came down. Wonderful. So that's the good thing about HDB. But um, a bigger, nicer space. I don't know if I want one of those, the ones at Queenstown uh, and Pinnacle, very, very high up with so many residences, you know, mm. when the lift breaks down, I don't know how, but you know, like the Pinnacle, how many floors? 40 something floors, is it? 40. Have you watched the Towering Inferno? I know, Towering Inferno <laughs> and all that, right? So it's like, again, uh, you don't know who your neighbours are. For, for anywhere, your neighbours are so important. And a lot of people have this thinking that, oh, you know, the class of people in HDB is not so good. So, you know, I'd rather get a condo. Let me tell you, my friend got a penthouse in the condo, right? But so happened that next door, which is quite far away was a family from a certain country who was very rich as well mm. and they got into a fist fight because of a fish tank oh my god all right so let me tell you the type of neighbors you get uh, you never know yeah. because there are rich people from you know where Okay, they are buying up all the condos and you meet them in the lobby, you meet them in the lifts, you meet them everywhere, you know? And the worst thing is that. So um, one thing, if you have a good neighbor wherever you stay, it's a blessing. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, right, uh, you know, to our dear viewers and listeners, uh, if any of you have uh, has any advice for AJ on this house buying adventure, maybe share them with us in the comments. Yeah. So, well, the comments of our YouTube channel, yeah, I think, uh, and, and, you know, we will try to answer as soon as we can. I think AJ will really appreciate the advice that, that you guys have for him, right? Yeah. Uh, now that All Stars is already over, so what do we have left? While waiting for Drag Race UK Season 3 to come out, which is going to be on the 23rd of September, which is like a two weeks away, so we're not going to wait. So let's talk about Holland right now. So how many of you have actually caught the latest episode of Drag Race Holland? Alright? My God. So what do you guys think <laughs> of the latest episode? That was like fire episode of the season. Oh my God, I wasn't expecting what was it for. Thoughts, Jonathan? I think it was a huge mistake for them to invite people who worked on the show last season to be on this show. And who are those contestants, just in case for those people who doesn't know? The Countess and Vaudi. Oh. Wow. So they were were part of the makeup and hair team in the season one. So the Countess was doing Fred's makeup and Vivaldi was applying wigs to Fred last season. Okay, okay. Yeah. Which is a big, you know. So this is is kind of controversial. So in this case, what? Why would they get those people to come and participate in drag race? They do not have drag race contestants? 
Does it make sense? Well, I, I think they are talented queens in their own right. So, yeah. you know, they, they, they should. Um, I suppose, uh, I mean, we can talk about being fair or not, but I think they, they, they do justify having their place with the talent that they bring. Speaking um, of justify, right? Come on. Yeah. What's, well, what's well, well, how long they should have stayed is debatable, uh, you know. Yeah, <laughs> but but at least at least they, at least they justify at least one episode, lah, right? Yeah, yeah. Give them that credit. It brings yeah. in light as to why Countess stayed a week longer than she should. Uh, yeah, yeah. So you have to admit, Countess so. was actually quite good. She was very polished in the looks, but the only thing she she doesn't deliver was her her personality. She was too poised. Also? She's yeah. too poised. She can't even lip sync. You can even tell that she can't even lip sync for nuts. Yeah. So obviously <laughs> she's not out for sure. Yeah. And really, like anyone who saw that Countess versus Ivy Elise Monroe lip sync, anyone with eyes would agree yeah. that Ivy won that. To say that both are equally bad is just nonsense. If <laughs> that I was, is favoritism speaking. If I was Fred, I would actually do a double elimination. Seriously, just uh-huh. to save one episode. Literally, because it's like, come on, Ivy at least already kind of like three weeks in a row, she was in the bottom. And then obviously Countess is like, and I would just literally just have a double sachet. You know? And also I, I thought I thought it was a shame that Ivy Elise couldn't take part in the makeover episode because I think uh you know with his like Asian heritage and his mom from Indonesia, I think he would have a more interesting story to tell, you know, with like racial discrimination, especially in times of COVID, that you know, uh, the difficulty his mother had migrating from Indonesia to to uh to, to Holland, you know, and maybe even some of the colonial history between Holland and Indonesia and so on. Of course, uh, maybe they felt that uh, because Keta Minaj's mom is also from Indonesia, so there's a bit of repetition in the stories. But but Keta Minaj, I think, I think, I mean, maybe he's mixed blood, but he does appear Caucasian, let's just say, to people who yeah. don't know any better. Whereas for Ivy Elise, there's no hiding. He is of Asian heritage. You know, that's why he's the one who got beat up because of COVID hate. Yeah. So I, I would think like, that... He looks like my cousin, uh, so... Yeah. <laughs> well, else, as we have seen, right, the Countess brought, brought her best friend to the show and they didn't really talk much. They didn't really talk much about their story and so on. They were just best friends in high school and yeah. that's about it. There were no like bullying stories or anything like that. You know, it was just best friends. Huh? And their in their presentation was also best friends. They were like the mean cheerleaders uh, in, in high school, you know. Okay, yeah. so spoilers alert. So basically okay. Vanessa kind of like her turban actually fall off. Okay. And it's such a, it happens, right? She was a complaint, oh my god, it's like, you know, I'm like, is this okay? And then okay, sure. Uh-huh. She got very, very flustered over it. She kept uh-huh. asking the crew, she kept asking other queens, uh-huh. is it okay? Did my turban fall out? And Vivaldi got very annoyed and said that she's always complaining about the littlest thing and making uh-huh. a big deal out of the smallest thing. Okay. So apparently, when she even had to stop the whole entire production just to oh. ask the production oh, oh, oh. is my hair okay is my hair uh-huh, and Vivaldi uh-huh. say just get on with it it's like you know you stop obsessing with your yeah, hair yeah, yeah. whatsoever uh-huh. so Vanessa on the other hand she got very very upset she said I have a hair problem since 
you know, during her transition whatsoever. Uh-huh. And how dare you call out my uh, insecurities and just relax and chill. You don't have to be so dramatic over it. I uh-huh. didn't come out to you. Yeah. You don't come out to me. So uh-huh. Vivaldi said, whatever, like, you know, uh-huh. screw you. you know, nope. Not everything is always has to be you. So it became a scale up. It's such a problem. So she went backstage. She threw tantrum and said that, you know, and she started pointing at Vivaldi and saying, think I do not know your secret. And it's I think that, you know, and then she literally blurted out in front of all the television in a confessional saying that Vivaldi actually brought in a phone where actually in the contract is not supposed to have a phone. Yeah. So I was expecting, oh my gosh, shit, is this going to be like a repeat episode of Willem's situation? Because Willem also got disqualified because yeah, yeah, of yeah. For, for that. And Willem gave hell to WOW and RuPaul for <laughs> not being disqualified because of that. Because God knows how many queens have snuck in phones. Phones, yeah. Yeah. So the issue is that, come on, everyone the reaction reviews I've said everybody that I've known like Dan TV even uh-huh. Maddie Rands even like Valerie Vision they all have said that come on all everybody's knocking phones oh. it's just a matter of whether you get caught so yeah. that's what happened Vivaldi got caught and how did she get caught I also don't understand so apparently Vanessa's supposed to keep it as a secret but she did not so she in spite she actually blurted out and obviously in the you know Okay. During the runway challenge, yes. the panel, things happen. Okay, let me watch. Uh, I will say that it is let one of the most... Else. Let me add something else. It, the, the whole episode felt very much like a repeat of what happened in Drag Race Thailand Season 2. When Mocha Diva felt that she wasn't doing well. And in her insecurity, she lashed out that Jeannie actually brought props into the show. So it well, uh, not, not, not Jeannie, uh, uh, Jim Hoi. Kim Hui, Kim Hui, yeah. And then she Kim Hui got uh, disqualified as a result. So it feel it felt very, very similar. And I felt that uh with the high that Vanessa had in the last episode with the makeover, to suddenly behave the way she does, it felt very petty. Mm. That's okay. why I again I did, because you know why I I have very mixed feelings about this because first and foremost, right, this I've also witnessed this issue happens on another reality TV show, which is Asia's Next Top Model. Mm-hmm. In case many of you do not know, Asia's Next Top Model season uh, season four, okay, mm-hmm. there was this twins, uh, Indonesian twins, actually went to tell on the producer on this Singaporean model, say that she snuck in a phone. And because of that, that got her disqualified. And I felt that it was very mean because the twins, when they were in a confession, they said that, oh, it's time that she deserved the justice that she get. I'm like thinking, you bitches, it's like, come on, come yeah. on. Like, is that really yeah. necessary to oh. get someone out of the competition because she happens to be a threat? And this Singapore model, it happens to be quite a good good one. She's a strong model, and but she got disqualified because they happen to have a little spat and the twins just happen to like take revenge on her and tell on the producer that she had she had a phone with her. So yeah, I, yeah. to me, I feel, I've always feel that, I don't know, this is something, yeah, okay. I know in the contract, right, it's against the rules, but still, I don't know, it's unethical. Okay. Yeah. So, wait, but it's also unethical to break the laws, the rules. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, it's a competition that's yeah. why a lot of people say, where do you draw a line? We can be friends, we can be enemies, yeah. but it's a competition. So they say in life, don't do things 
if you know someone can sabo you about it. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly how I feel too. I mean, I these are like the rules are set in place, and 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 you know, like like mm. someone has an unfair advantage, and having a phone is an is a big and unfair advantage. You can do so much, you know. At the, the very least, it feels like it, it's the one thing that can keep you yeah. sane. And, and 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 so you see the other contestants. They also they said that yeah, I wish I had a phone, you know. So it, it's really unfair to all of us. Yeah. yeah. So uh, should Vanessa have said that? I, I feel that I feel that there was a breaking point because she wasn't angry at everyone else. She was only angry at Vivaldi, you know. And 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 and, and she, she she it seems that that throughout the whole day, off or off or all on camera, Vivaldi has been like making snide comments that she, she thinks is like being smart and sassy, but it's just downright rude. And as a seasoned queen, as an old queen who has been through so much. She she probably feels that she doesn't have to take it, you know. Why? Why am I why am I taking it this from from someone who's like twenty years my junior, right? And so I, I think it, it had what it happened the way it happened. It is it is uh, in, by all accounts one of the most explosive fights in all of drag race history. But I tell you, like, 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 like watching reality TV fights, yeah. this is this one. Is that, okay, but just like anything, you have to set the precedent. If you allow one. The future won't be good, you know. Exactly. And if Fred forgave, forgave Vivaldi, right? I mean, more people are just gonna do so. More people are just gonna follow suit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, if you let her, do you know the other contestants can sue the company? What again? It's a contract. It's a contract. That means if you let this go, the other contestants can sue the company because your signer. You're not supposed to. How come you allow this one to do it? Yeah. Remember there was one um cooking contest or what? She brought in a whole spices and, and you're not allowed to or something like that. Also chef, is it? Uh there was something like that. So you cannot bring anything or you cannot ask uh, for a designer contest, you cannot bring your pattern. Yeah. And someone was caught. Mm. Mm, someone was caught. Oh, was it Project there. Runway? Project Runway. Someone brought the patterns, cannot out. Oh, you see, okay. it's little things like that. If it's in the law, because if it's not in the rule book, then okay, you never say I cannot. But so I tell you, the, uh, yeah, it begs the question, right, Ernest? Huh? How long did Vanessa know about the phone, and why mm. did she only bowtow her now? Yeah. And it's a good it's like, I mean, mm. if if Vivaldi wasn't doing well. And she was like constantly in bottom. Do you think Vanessa will even bother? No, bother but that, yeah. but that is why she could have waited for if she was the top three. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. But basically, don't do anything that people can blackmail you. Yeah. Okay, full so stop. Yeah. That's in life. That's a that's a whole life thing. Yeah. And the funny thing is that okay, since Vivaldi should be smart enough to know that Vanessa already know about that secret. Yeah. You should know better not yeah, to yeah, try yeah. to cross her, right? <laughs> and obviously trying to give her attitude and stuff like that. Come on, it's, unnecessary. it's really unnecessary. And I do, yeah. I do feel that both also kind of like, you know, yeah. both are kind of like, you know, it gets like a, it's a, it's a, it's a case of the which comes first, the chicken or the egg. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if Vivaldi has not done anything to, uh, to, to provoke Vanessa, Vanessa wouldn't have exploded in such a way that you know went hormonal and starting to yeah. tell on on Vivaldi. Okay, yeah. Okay, I want to watch. I want to watch. I want to watch. <laughs> yeah, watch. and and also if Vivaldi didn't 
break the rules, there would be nothing yeah, for no. him to be caught about. You know? But that being said, right, you know, I guess that really sealed Vivaldi's chance of winning because yeah. it is for sure. Because I don't think, you know, Vivaldi is probably going to win the whole thing for sure. And plus, already it's the secrets already out that yeah. she used to work for WoW yeah. Fred and stuff like that. So do you think they will actually get someone like, you know? Her she, said, she said so on the episode. Well, she said it in her confessionals. Well, I did have for Fred last, last season. Right? That's stupid, right? I mean, why, why do you do this kind of thing? You're actually sabotaging yourself. Yeah. Because I mean, I, mean, I, mean, I, mean, I guess we're all talking about it now. They might as well just put it in the show, right? Yeah. Mm, I know the producer can actually edit it down, but they did not. So yeah. in the end, he's kind of sealed Vivaldi's state. Uh, no, it kind of sealed Vivaldi's fate okay. in a competition. Yeah. So, um, in this in this end, I'm I'm rooting for, uh, Kida Minaj and My Little Puny himself, the so-called ex-couple but turned best friends. I think that's kind of cute, kind of sweet. It's very cute. So yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very Betty and Veronica, one blonde, one brunette. So it's kind of mm-hmm. very cute. And of course, I don't don't get me wrong. When and I first met Kida Minaj, right? I didn't have a good impression because first and foremost, the name is such a turn off. The name, what kind of a fucking drag name is Kida Minaj? Like, and really, I had a bias because I cannot stand Nicki Minaj. Sorry to say this, you know, I really cannot stand her. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so you're not a fan of Anaconda. <laughs> Imagine you name your drag name after someone that I hate. It's like, gosh, that, that really had a bad impression on me. So, you know, but then she grew on me and she really wowed me with her words. I just hope that she wins the whole thing. She should change her freaking name because, yeah. yeah. She's not the first drag race queen who was named up, who named herself after Nicki Minaj. But Nicki Dora. Well, this is very, this is very uh, random uh, uh, drag race trivia. Jonathan, do you know who I'm talking about? The last name is Minaj, so it's not Nicki Dora. Oh. Really? Oh. Oh dear, it's cute, but I know I know who you're talking about. Okay. Alright. Yeah. So is, I say is Heidi in closet still Heidi in closet? Yes, Heidi yes. in closet. Yes. Okay, it is it is Mini Mini Minaj from Drag Race Thailand season one first oh, yes, eliminated. Yes, yes. <laughs> first eliminated. You know, so she was only in that well. one episode in the season that hardly anyone watched. So <laughs> it's not even on Wild Class. So okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, I will have to go and watch it. I will. Awesome. Well, anyway, yeah. Heidi is continuing her name because her fans are closet cases. <laughs> yes. The fans are, are all cause, uh, yeah. they are, they are, the, the fans are calling themselves cause cases. Yeah, some of that's kind of cute, actually, to be honest. Uh, Alright, and for that, we have come to the end of this episode. We hope you have enjoyed yourself. And before you go, don't forget to like, subscribe, and comment. And if you want us to discuss any topics in future, please don't forget to leave down in the comments below. So for that case, be ready to get scandalized, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.